Welcome to the Happy Homeschooler Podcast, a digital support group for everyone interested in a learning lifestyle. I'm your host, Holly. I'm your co-host, Jennifer. And I'm your co-host, Melody. Well, hey, y'all. We're going to have a fun episode today. We're going to be talking about volunteering. But before we get into that, I want to know what everyone's been doing lately. Jen, what have you been up to? Well, we had a big family baby shower for my daughter and her (gasps) boyfriend this weekend at our lake. Uh, It was so fun. It's the first time our families have met each other, and it was just a really fun day, and she's in her third trimester, so we're just, we're getting very, very excited about it. Yeah. That's (laughs) fun. I saw the pictures. I I can hardly believe that that little tiny girl who used to teach yoga at the academy is about to be a mom. I know. Me too. But she's she's going to be such a great mom. She's been so good with kids for a long time, and we're just so excited. It is exciting. Well, you know all about grandkids, Melody. How many do you have now? Sixteen. Sixteen. Whoa. Sixteen. Just One a heaven, little bit ahead yeah. of you, Jim. Someday. <laughs> we started a little early, but yeah, and they are so fun. They come up. Some of them come to visit frequently, and this past weekend, everybody came, and we celebrated. Oh, great. My husband and I, we celebrated our anniversary, so all the kids came over, and then one of our sons had a birthday on the first, so, you know. Anytime we get together, Kay can celebrate whatever is going on. So that was a lot of fun. Our kitchen is like 75 to 80% complete. And my son's been saying, <laughs> when you're, when y'all can cook in your kitchen, I'll come over and cook a meal. And so he did. And then he decided to cook for everybody. So, oh, we, how so fun. with We're your so new <laughs> house, when you uh, planned all of this, did you, did you plan it for huge family gatherings? Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> Yeah. We kept that in mind. We wanted I so it's a real that. open floor plan uh, because yeah. we've lived in houses that we like. We had a house with an open floor plan, then we lived in some with little teeny tiny chopped up mm-hmm. rooms, and we always end up in the kitchen. We somehow right. cluster in the kitchen. So yep. I have this huge island, and then adjacent the dining room, and it kind of blends into the living room. So there's room. That's one of the things the kids said. There's room for everybody. That's great. So we, that is awesome. We did love it, and it was. Such a fun way to wrap up the end of May. I can't believe it's the end of May and now we're into June, but it was a really fun way to, <laughs> you know, kind of wrap up the year or the school year. And it felt like a good beginning for summer. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And happy anniversary. Thank you. This week we've been knee deep in uh, vacation Bible school, which has been fun. And we brought home uh, one of my son's buddies with us yesterday. So. That was good for me because they kept each other busy. Yeah, that's always um, good. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of thumping. I kept saying, what are y'all doing? Oh, we're just wrestling. (laughs) Okay. But with someone else and not wanting to wrestle with you. So that was good. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. A couple weeks ago, he wanted to wrestle with me. And he was determined to try to get me down. And I got (laughs) him down. And I sat on him. And I had his face on the carpet. And he said that um, I didn't win because his whole side of his face wasn't in the carpet, just his chin. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Nobody is more uh, nitpicky than an almost 10-year-old boy who doesn't want to be beaten by his mom. <laughs> Think of all the technicalities. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, Vacation Bible School wraps up tomorrow, and then we'll go back to school. We didn't finish our school year yet, but I have been buying a lot of stuff for fourth grade. It's There's a huge pile. 
in my living room and I got so tickled. Um, I use Matthew C and I was looking um, in all my favorite online places so that I could get, um, you know, the best price. And I ordered what I thought were only the um, student tests. And when the when the order came, it also had the workbook included. Nice. And I only paid $4.75 for all of great. it. Great. That's yeah. really great. And from Matthew C., it would have been $44. Right. So I felt like I was really amazing. <laughs> Good find. Yeah. So today, I wanted to talk about volunteering and why um, volunteering is important for your students, um, mm-hmm. particularly in high school. So... Um, one of the one of the things I started seeing in public school um, and being around public school kids like in our 4-H group was that the public schools were requiring their high school students to have so many hours right. of uh, community service to graduate. Mm-hmm. So right. at the bare minimum, you know, it's a requirement and a lot of colleges expect to see it. Yes. Um, so that's kind of a crass reason to do it. Like, I better do it. You know, like that's not the most heartfelt no. reason to get involved <laughs> in volunteering. But, you know, you should know that um, that colleges are looking for it. And no matter what time of the year, there are lots of opportunities for it. Summer is particularly good. Mm-hmm. But what are some other reasons y'all um, can bring to our listeners' minds about why volunteering is a good thing to do with your kids? One of the main benefits that we considered was just character development. And we are, we tend to volunteer, you know, so the kids grew up with us volunteering to do things. My husband was often the VBS director at our church, and that was a lot of fun. And so they just got kind of scooped up into whatever mom and dad were helping out with. Mm -hmm. But there are always opportunities at different, in different groups for someone to, I don't know, organize the food or pick the time or pull something together or uh, need a volunteer for collecting, you know, for the food pantry or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So I think they just kind of grew up. Well, I guess it was part of our learning lifestyle. Volunteering was also a part of that until we moved out into a more out to the boonies. And then we were home without a car during the day. So it kind of limited the things that we could do. But even then, my kids that were in scouts, the scouts were big on volunteering opportunities Mm -hmm, in the community. Mm -hmm. And so they still got to just to get used to the idea that if something needs to be done, take initiative and step up and volunteer your services. And it doesn't always have to be um, like your time at a place. Sometimes it's behind the scenes things that you're gathering or collecting to get done. But I think a big part for us was just that whole Character development, look out for others. How can you give back to the community? Yeah, I think that's obviously the main goal of volunteering is to give to others and to for your kids, you know, to learn that there's value in giving to others at all levels. Like you said, you can you can fill in wherever you fit in. Um, but in doing that, like all the things you listed, all the different ways you can help, the, I think one of the huge benefits for kids volunteering are the skills they can pick up from it. Because uh, when you're working with bigger organizations, there are all these different jobs to do. And you you learn all kinds of people skills, of course, but also, you know, cooking skills or how to package things. Or There's all kinds of small skills along the way that the kids learn. And I, I think I saw, have seen my kids learn so many things over the years from their volunteering and also gain interest in other new areas that maybe they hadn't been exposed to through things they volunteered with. 
That's uh, one of the things I was going to say is that when your children get involved in volunteering, even when you get involved in volunteering as an adult, um, you gain new skills and you also, it can open the door to a potential career. Yeah. And it can expose you to interests and activities that will give you more abilities, you know, to use later in your life. Yeah. So um, volunteering, you know, you're giving something, which is awesome, but you're also getting a lot back. So much. Mm-hmm. From your efforts. Yeah. And it gives kids an opportunity to see that, you know, a lot of people, uh, especially young kids, they don't realize how good they have things. Right. You know, they're we're in a materialistic society and they might see somebody who has something they don't have and they, they feel like, oh, you know, I don't have that. I want that thing. But when they get into areas where they find out, like, maybe some kids don't have breakfast every day mm-hmm. or someone doesn't have shoes Or, you know, I mean, those basic things that they take for granted and they don't realize they're so fortunate because they don't have to think about these things. Yeah. Um, It gives them more of an appreciation for what they have. And Mm -hmm. they they feel bad that other people don't have it. You know, like I know when I've talked to my son about things that we do, we give our money for a mission trip at church that the youth are going to go on or we Mm -hmm. we donate to certain things and we talk about it. And then he'll say, oh, that's really sad. It's really sad that somebody doesn't have shoes and they can't go to school. Or that's really sad right. that they didn't have enough food. But he didn't know about it. But in right. the course of us getting involved, um, he becomes aware that people have needs and that yeah. um, he's really fortunate. I also, I, f- I think that having compassion, you know, we on some level, we all have it naturally. But it's like a muscle you have to practice. You have to train and keep doing it. Uh, to get better at it. And I think with our kids, these little opportunities where you're volunteering, it's like, you know, not necessarily teaching them to be compassionate. I'm not sure that's something you can actually teach, but it's, it's giving that, you know, muscle some workout and then they get used to the idea and then it becomes kind of a part of, of who you are as you practice it more and more and more. Yeah. When our cat was really old, she was nearly 22 and she had to be put down in January and we were sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, about a week after she had been gone, you know, we, we looked around and there was cat food and cat litter and some things we didn't need anymore. Um, mm-hmm. if we get a cat in the future, we'll, we'll get things then. But I said, you know, we're, we're kind of, I know we're kind of sad, but, um, we can go and we can help some kitties who don't even have a home and we can donate some things to make their lives better. And that made him feel better to know right. that. You know, we could do something for cats because he loves cats with a crazy passion. So even though like you might be sad about something, you can take whatever it is you have and you can do something with that, you know, that that turns it around. Volunteering is a good way to do those kind of things, too. I think there's also some as homeschoolers specifically, there's some other advantages to volunteering that uh, really enhance your your, you know, learning lifestyle with your family. For example, like I, I've used volunteering throughout my kids, you know, learning to, to teach them things about their community or about different types of people. Or I've also, as an unschooler, I've talked about how I follow my kids' interests to help them, you know, a- accomplish their goals. And my kids have shown s- interest in certain areas. And then I've followed up on that 
by having them volunteer with those things. Like, uh, for example, when one of my sons was very interested in plants, uh, he's actually why we started gardening. And he was probably like 10 or 10 to 12 when he was really, really into it. And he uh, volunteered with a group called Discover Green that helps plant trees and do environmental projects. And he started like he was super interested in it. So he started his own chapter and we helped him build that out where we live. And it became a whole thing that he followed because he loved that. One of my other daughters, when she was 10, was super into yoga. And she volunteered at that age teaching free classes to little kids at the library. And that started a lifelong interest for her where she, you know, developed a business later and things like that. So as an unschooler, it's been a huge part of our life that anytime the kids are interested in anything, we look for ways to do that out in our community. And it's really helped them build those skills and develop those interests. Yeah, you don't you don't know where that volunteering or that interest will actually go. And if you Mm -hmm. think about some organizations, like there's a a clean water organization that's really huge, and it it grew out of someone's interest, Mm -hmm. or they they had learned about how hard it is for people to get clean water in some parts of the world, and they created a whole thing out of it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's a really great way to grow our kids and um, help them explore their interests and give to the community. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's really great to be able to do something where you live. Like it's really good to donate to organizations overseas and, you know, um, with what's going on in Ukraine, I'm sure a lot of people have been doing that. And I think that's important, but it doesn't have to be either or, you know, but if you're, if you're doing things in your own area, you get to know yes. the people in your area and you really do develop those strong roots and that strong connection to where you are. I think that's very impactful with kids. Right, because they're meeting people that have some similar interests. And then sometimes those people are willing to share their expertise or, you know, they're available Mm -hmm. for classes. Or you find out about things that aren't widely advertised that you just word of mouth because you're all hanging out together doing something for somebody or some organization and it's a really great way to get connected to your community if you're not already. Yeah. Yeah. When we first moved to um, our area from Austin, um, one of the first places we went was the library. And the library is a great place to find out about what's going on in the community. And yes, um, we found out about all kinds of volunteer things that were going on. And, and it did help us to feel more connected. Um, we kept, you know, meeting different people and, and, you know, go explore this part of town. We got involved in um, 4-H and it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we're going to do this thing in this area of the town. And, oh, you met these people and then you might see them again later. You might run uh-huh. into them in yeah. the library or whatever. So it definitely right. does build your connection to your community. And if you're connected to your community, you want it to be doing well. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a self-perpetuating cycle. You know, it's a really good good thing to get involved in. We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsor, and when we get back, we'll discuss what kinds of things you can do through volunteering with your kids. 
The Happy Homeschooler podcast is supported by Transcript Maker. It's an online service that allows you to create professional high school transcripts in the comfort of your own home. It's graduation season, and that means it's transcript season. Whether your student is college-bound or entering the workforce, a transcript is crucial. Math fan or math phobic? Either way, Transcript Maker calculates GPA for you. Instead of compiling data for hours, simply insert the credits and grades, and the GPA appears on the transcript just like magic. Hard drive errors can cause you to lose all sorts of important documents. Transcript Maker has you covered by keeping your transcript in the cloud, safe and sound whenever and wherever you need it. Some free trials require you to put in your payment information, but Transcript Maker's 14-day free trial is truly free. You don't need to enter your payment information and it cancels itself after two weeks. When you decide to subscribe, use our exclusive coupon code HAPPY, that's H-A-P-P-Y in all caps, and save 20% off the cost of your subscription. Transcript Maker. Simply better transcripts. Welcome back to the podcast. In the first half, we talked about why volunteering is important. And in this half, we're going to talk about how to find volunteering opportunities and incorporate volunteering as a lifestyle. So Jen, um, tell us a little bit about how volunteering has worked for you and your kids. Oh my goodness. So it's been intertwined their entire lives through pretty much everything we do. Uh, Like I mentioned before, one of the ways that we've incorporated it is by, you know, listening to what our kids are interested in and then finding those opportunities. Um, But we've also, you know, we were involved in 4-H. We've been in other groups that volunteered, so we did it that way. But one of the things as you know, the facilitator of learning it with my kids, I've always, I always look for opportunities for them. Uh, so even when we're traveling, uh, for example, we were, we camped out at Fort Davis in the mountains and they had a program where the local animal shelter brings dogs to walk at the park. So we did that and we thought it was so great that then we went to the animal shelter while we were on vacation and volunteered with them. And we've gone back and done it again. And other trips we've been on, we've volunteered at local community gardens so that we can go meet the people and view the garden and things like that. So for my family, we're just kind of always on the lookout for, you know, something that we're interested in. And then when we find that, we see how we can help with it. I love that that you're volunteering. Yeah, on vacation. I love that. It's really part of your lifestyle. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, think about all the fun memories you create just doing something like that when you're not even at home. I we've developed uh, a lot of relationships with people that way. We uh, we go to Big Bend every year as a group trip, and we volunteer at Interlingua at their community garden. And we did it for so many years that we developed relationships with those people out there. That like when my house flooded a few years ago, I was getting letters, you know, from the people who work at the garden and asking about the kids and things like that. So it's it's Aww. been a big part of our lives. That's so heartwarming. Now, did you ever feel like? That was hard to incorporate volunteering with kids of so many ages? Absolutely. It's hard to find groups that will let kids volunteer. And that can be a roadblock for a lot of people. A lot of groups are are hesitant to have kids involved. And so for me, that's been why we've kind of looked mostly kind of behind the scenes. Like mostly we approach people or groups or businesses and ask, what can we do to help you? And usually when they see the kids that are interested in what they're doing, then they're very open to letting you help. But 
as far as more mainstream organizations, it is sometimes difficult to find opportunities with young kids um, to participate. And I'm, it's always been important to me that they can all participate. So that's been a challenge. But we have found things like more behind the scenes things that little kids can help with. I, we work uh, with a group that helps homeless people in Austin. And one of the things we do for them is pack uh, kits to hand out to people like Mm -hmm. hygiene kits. And we do that at home. So we've had, you know, parties with our friends where everybody comes over and does that. And even like toddlers even can help put things in a bag. So that's a great way to get little ones involved too. But I think the biggest thing is just ask, ask people, you know, just put it out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. When my um, my first five kids, when I was homeschooling them, uh, we got involved with Blue Santa in, um, in Austin a few years. Mm-hmm. And we went uh, one time and we wrapped gifts. And I think they had to be seven or older. Yeah. Um, and we've we've done some things uh, with the food bank. And they, I think they have to be seven or older. So just like you, um, a lot of times what I did with my children was we found something that they could participate in at home where mm-hmm. like we packed shoe boxes with things to send um, overseas yes. to children. And I always like to find things that were really directly relatable to my kids. So if we, uh, we've mm-hmm. done age project angel tree where you buy gifts um, on behalf of inmates for them to have gifts for their children at Christmas Mm -hmm. and so we would always pick a child who was the same uh, sex and age as my child and oh my kids are really generous they would want to buy the $25 Barbies and you know (laughs) but they were able to relate better because they were like well I'm that age and Mm -hmm. I know what I know what kind of things I I would like Mm -hmm. Um, Some years, my older kids gave up. Um, I had an aunt and uncle who didn't have children, and they uh, they would always send money to my kids at Christmas, and they would give up their Christmas money to buy gifts for the Angel Tree kids. Um, Yeah, and so they they could still participate. Um, For a number of years, Liam and I have chosen to give animals through, oh, it's not Heifer International, but it's another organization. Um, We would give um, soccer balls. So kids Mm -hmm. in developing countries could have real soccer balls instead of like a ball of rags. Mm -hmm. So we would try to find something, you know, and he would give up some money that he had. Now that he's getting older, we'll be able to participate in other things. And um, and youth organizations, like we mentioned in the first half, um, scouts and all, they are really good at having opportunities, community Mm -hmm. service type opportunities. And so those are usually things that kids can participate in on their age level, which is good. We've had, like I said, there's been challenges along the way trying to get people to be willing to work with groups of children of different ages. Mm -hmm. And we, we have had some negative experiences along the way where we've gone to you know, volunteer somewhere. And then there's been maybe too many rules for our kids, you know, at various ages, or they didn't want kids touching things and things like that. So uh, along the way, we've had some little roadblocks and and just decided that, you know, those that wasn't the right fit for us. And Mm -hmm. that's okay, because there are other opportunities to help people. So I just, I don't want people to get discouraged when there's someone telling them, no, we don't want kids, or it's not a good environment for kids, because there are, you can't, and find things out there. That's true. That's true. It's not one size fits all. And some mm-hmm. of it's safety related. And yes, 
You know, right. that makes sense. And they have insurance things to think about and things like right. that. But like, I have a really dear friend and part of the way that they volunteer is by fostering cats. I was thinking about them when you were talking about cats earlier. They foster kittens um, and they're part of an organization. So that's another way to volunteer oh, with yeah. a bunch of kids. Like you're not out there and bothering anybody's rules, but that's something they totally do at home. and. Mm-hmm. But she found out about that through what her local vet, I believe. So you can always ask around if you have kids that want to help in some way or if you just want yeah. to include that and make it part of your family culture. Um, you can ask your vet or you can ask like if you have a dog groomer, some people that might know about animals that might need fostering or a rescue operation that might mm-hmm. need someone to, you know, take care of a little creature until they find a home for it. And they've been doing that for years. And so her kids have a really good sense of how to take care of an animal and how to help it overcome fear. And a lot of these are um, fairly wild cats. So they tame (laughs) them and, you know, acclimate them, socialize them. And it's been a real big part of their homeschooling for a long time. And I don't know that they really think of that as volunteering, but it's totally volunteering. They're not getting paid for that at all. And um, there are some organizations out there that provide like the the cat food and help pay for the shots mm-hmm. and everything. So they, they get these kitties ready to be adopted out. And some of them they get really attached to, and that's kind of hard. But most mm. of them, you know, <laughs> she'll call me. And she's like, okay, you know, we've got another group of, another litter ready to be adopted out. We hope they find homes today because I've got, you know, she's got eight kittens or something <laughs> like that. Oh, my. She's ready to get her a break. But, um. That's one of the, that's another, like an outlet you could look, look for. And then if your kids are older, you can check in at the local library. Sometimes they need volunteers to come in and read yeah. uh, to the little ones. And a lot of the programs that uh, have you drive like meals on wheels and things like that, where you're delivering things to people. Uh, a lot of those are great for kids because although they need an adult with them, they can certainly ride with you and de- help That's deliver. And idea. the people receiving things love to see kids. Uh, so it mm-hmm. makes them happy too. My kids and I did that for a few summers. Uh, the local school program was delivering lunches to people over the summers and we did that and we would I would take my kids and different friends with them every week so that other kids got to do it too and they loved it it also (laughs) my also helped my kids who were learning to drive because I let them drive during this oh wow wow so we we put it all into one experience that's fantastic when my kids were involved in um 4-h Every month we did some type of a community service in our meeting and uh, they would make little, um, there's a seniors organization in my town and they have lunches at the senior center. And so they made little uh, like tray favors for Mm -hmm. the, the trays and they would, you know, we would do uh, drives to collect pet food and we would do drives to collect socks for uh, people in nursing homes and, you know, and the, the opportunities were different every month. And so it gave yeah. the kids such a wide uh, view into the needs of diverse yes. groups. And so I can't say enough about getting involved in youth uh, civic organizations because the community service component is pretty strong in every it one is. of those organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and a mutual friend that Melody and I have, uh, her kids have all been really huge into scouting. The girls got gold star and girl scouts and so did one of your daughters right melody Mm -hmm. she sure did and they and they have to do some 
sustainable community projects, right? They do. Where that, yeah. And that's so, a really great program. Um, my daughter and Girl Scouts, but like our friend, they went through scouting and got all the bronze, silver, and gold award, and then they went on into uh, scouts and got their eagle, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what that we just saw. That just blows so, me away. Yeah. And they volunteer all the time for different mm-hmm. things, which is so warming to see. And um, I know it was really beneficial for my daughter when she was working on her projects because there's a whole lot of skills that go into organizing it. You have to pre- you have to write yes. it up and present it and have it approved, and then you have to coordinate with, you know, whatever organization you're working with. And it was it was it was hard work, and she did a great job. And her project was providing books for the the library at the children's hospital, and so um, the whole homeschool community um, is actually where we got most of our books because we would go to some of the used curriculum sales and the used book sales, and she would just ask, "Does anybody at the end of the day, if you have anything mm-hmm. left, you know?" And she, I forget how many hundreds of books she had, but. I- <laughs> that was a lot of books to say so to move you out of your house. You know, oh so my goodness. Books. It was great. And um, I saw later, like used to at the beginning, that the patient got to take home a book. But then because she brought in so many, the patient and the patient's siblings could all choose a book. Oh, we that's were so, so wonderful. excited okay. about that and really, really proud of her for, I'm not even sure how she came up with that idea, but um, <laughs> it, it does, when you... When you participate in those kind of opportunities, it helps you to start to look for areas that yes. you could, you know, um, participate in. Some place where you could, wow, I just totally lost my word. <laughs> contribute. Yeah, you can look for ways to contribute. And those skills that, that you gain, that your children gain, are usable for their whole life. Your daughter's a business yes. owner now. She sure is, and it blows me away what they have grown up to do. And so I think that those volunteering activities where you're doing things just because something needs to be done and because you have compassion for people and it gave them good practice and that just becomes a habit. But I love the way that Jen's family, like that's just part of what y'all do and who you are, and I just love all the ways you found to incorporate that for your children. I think just creating opportunities, like you said, your daughter, you know, created something from nothing and, and there's always needs everywhere. So creating your own new opportunities is great too. I have a friend who, um, you know, as homeschoolers, we usually celebrate the first day of school as the not back to school day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and she, uh, has a tradition with her kids where on the first day of school for their not back to school celebration, they get a group of people together and go pick up trash in the local parks, which is great. Um, and, and they've, you know, expanded it and other people join them and, it's it's a great way to start our year because, you know, the parks have been used all year and there's mm-hmm. a lot more trash after the summer. And, and so just even getting out and doing small things like that with your kids is a great way to start it. And, and talking to your kids about their ideas, they have lots of ideas mm-hmm. and you can usually turn them into something good. Even just donating money, if that's, you know, if you don't feel like you can get out and do something. My family, uh, we took a year, this is a few years ago, but we took a whole year and decided that we were going to donate $100 a month to an organization. Oh, I and, remember when y'all did that. Yeah, that was and the so kids, nice. It was like a, a family meeting. Every month we had a family meeting. The kids were the ones that chose 
the places we were donating to and they had to research them and then come explain to everybody what they wanted to do. And uh, it was a great way to find out about new causes and to, to actually sit down and discuss with our family about all kinds of social issues. And we learned so much through doing that for a year. Yeah, I, I thought that was very inspirational. I um, I feel like sometimes I you know, have one child now. Um, I'm like, I need to up my game on this. But <laughs> we tend to be pretty involved with different things that are going on in our church. Um, and then I recently told him um, he's going to be 10 in September and he's got a lot of books that he's really outgrown. And I said, you know, I think you should go through and pull out the books that you don't feel like you want to read anymore. Some of them I'll set aside, you know, for like sentimental reasons. But there are the little free libraries all throughout our community. Yes. And I'm like, we can go put some books in those little free libraries because we've taken a few here and there. So let's give back, you know, and it again, it doesn't they don't have to be uh, big all day things they can be lots of little things but Mm -hmm. just to create that awareness in your children that there are plenty of opportunities to give and they have plenty they can give even you know as a small kid with not a ton of stuff they can there's still something they have that they can give to someone else Mm -hmm. so i i can't speak highly enough about volunteering i think um, of all the things that would have fallen by the wayside if volunteering wasn't really entrenched in the culture of our country you know lots of needs wouldn't have been met and things like the red cross which is a huge organization started because somebody saw a need yes you know and as homeschooling families we have such a great opportunity to fill those needs we have time that other people don't have and our kids in particular have free time that other kids don't have to devote to other causes so it's a it's a great thing to do while you're homeschooling Oh, it is. And summer's a great time to look for those opportunities, too, because we start, we're not as busy with maybe academics. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we feel like we are more free to do new things in the summer. And so that's mm-hmm. another another good reason to start looking for opportunities for volunteering. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. And, and people that are hungry are still hungry in the summer. They're not just hungry at Christmas <laughs> <Yes>. and Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. You know, um, people... Uh, have needs all throughout the year you know like right now this time of the year in texas a lot of people are doing drives to get uh, window air conditioning units or electric yes. fans mm-hmm. given to uh, people who don't have them you know there's just opportunities everywhere well last episode um we were talking about this is us and and melody was going to start watching it and she actually completed the first season so yeah, we got to sure talk did. about the best TV show of all time. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I don't so, even know what my husband were doing. I don't know what we were doing that we didn't start watching it along with everyone else. I think it was just like I didn't have time to add one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was hoping it would just be there. And then I kept seeing people talk about it. You know, this is us. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then, of course, it kept there kept being more seasons. So... <laughs> Like, okay, now we are way behind, but uh, my husband started watching it with me, and at the end of the first episode, you know, we're like, wait, what? And then we had to watch another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they keep oh doing my that. Gosh. It's so well done. So it well is. done. I started watching it 
after it had two seasons, my daughter and her husband were watching it and she said, you have to watch this show. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So I hurried up and binge watched the first season just in time when the second season started. And every week uh, we we discuss, did you watch it yet? It was on. Okay. <laughs> we didn't watch it. Okay. Text me when you watched it. And, um, and her <laughs> husband and I cry at every episode and she doesn't uh-huh. cry. She doesn't cry at all. And I'm like, why aren't you? What's, what's wrong? She's like, it's not real. I'm like, it's real when I'm watching it. <laughs> Very. It get, yeah. You get totally yeah. involved. They do such a good job of making those characters real. I mm-hmm. cry. And I am not a crier. Like I, don't generally cry watching shows, but that one gets me and I, I love it. And I've had people say, why do you want to watch it if it makes you cry? But it is, they're so real. It's just, they it really draws you in. At this point, I'm at the end. I've watched all of it, right? And this season, this final season of the show has just been so, so gut-wrenchingly sad. Mm. Um, and I like I usually watch shows when I walk on the treadmill. That's when I have time to do it. And I oh, sure. had messaged my friends last week and I was like, just don't don't try to watch this while you're on the treadmill. I'm oh like, gosh, I'm sweating and there are tears also pouring down my face and it's not real motivational to oh, watch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just but, love how it starts out and they're like, oh, okay, you know, here's this family, interesting. And then there's just layers and layers yes, and layers yes. and complex things going on, which is so real. Like, and they keep that up through the whole thing. And it's, well, it's very, I feel like that. it's therapy. Well, yeah, I really like, I would watch it and be like, and I, I grew up, I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family. So I had to go through a lot. I really, uh, I really relate to the characters and, and like all their um, emotional development. And yeah. I just, I'm just like wrung out. But the last couple episodes came right after my sister died so I think I was uh, mm-hmm. like even more oh. emotional yeah and I was like I was just sitting usually I'll put it on and I'll have it on one of my monitors and I'll be working I have two monitors in my office and I'll and I'll be like oh yeah da, da, da. but that last two episodes I was like oh full stop I gotta pay attention mm-hmm. here I also feel like they're they're just brilliant because I feel like you mm. know what's gonna happen like we all kind of we, we know how well they tell end. you they tell <laughs> you this they is do happening. they do tell you but then and it doesn't matter you're still that like you're still waiting like but how does it happen and right you know what does everyone how they does just, everyone react oh slowly Jennifer, you have you to, to finish so you and i can <laughs> but no spoilers. well melody <laughs> has to watch a lot faster and you have to yes. finish so you and i can can dish oh, up some goodness. morsels on those last couple episodes. Whoa. I don't. I I'm holding off because I don't want it to end. Well, oh, you can, can start, start again. over. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll start over, and I got to watch a whole season next week just so I can catch up with Melody now. Well, we didn't intend to watch it that quickly. We were gonna. We thought we were just gonna watch you know one episode at a time, but no, because you can't go to bed after you've just watched this, and then they leave you with this something that's happening try not to give anything away like wait i gotta watch and find out like are they okay and what happens and so yeah yeah (laughs) we're watching it pretty quickly binge watching i suppose but summer's a good time for that right absolutely i I think so (laughs) i couldn't binge watch it except for the first season because when i started the second season was just about ready to to begin yeah and because it's a network tv show you got Mm -hmm. one a week and then I watched yeah. it on Hulu. 
So I have to watch it the day after. So it was like I was back in the 70s where I was like, yes, I have I to that. wait. <laughs> I mean, I like oh, it. Yeah. I like it because if I binge watch stuff like I like, um, was it Grace and Frankie? Mm-hmm. Or Frankie and Grace, I get their names Frankie. mixed up. But anyway, um, as soon as the new season would come out, I'd hurry up and watch it. Like it was only seven or eight episodes. Thank goodness. Yeah, and then just, it's over. Yeah. This is Us has more. But if I'm allowed to binge watch, I'll just watch the whole thing. And then I'm kind of sad. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I just watched all that. So it was kind of <laughs> nice that I wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. But I feel kind of sad for people that would have to wait a whole week to find out, you know. <laughs> so, it was a delicious <laughs> torture. So but at the same yeah. time, there's so many things you can think about for each one of those episodes. Oh, yeah. And yes. some of the characters remind me of people we know. And mm-hmm. um, But my husband and I were talking about that last night. I was like, wow, I'm glad we didn't have to wait a week to find out you know, <laughs> how that resolved. <laughs> of course, nothing resolves. Something else happens. Which is right. pretty much <laughs> real life. It is, yeah. yes. It, it's kind of like when you have to wait, it's kind of like what I do with my son with the way that we uh, educate using the Charlotte Mason method where we read a book and we're only going to read it for a short time because we do short lessons and he'll say, read some more. And I'm like, you'll have to wait till mm-hmm. next week. And then the whole week, you know, he's thinking about it. We're talking Wondering, about it. Yeah. And I yes. think that you can, I think that in some respects that's really good because it gives you time to really digest what you just experienced. Whereas like if you're binge watching, especially a really emotional show, you're like just getting (laughs) slapped around all, you know, for hours at a time. Yeah, uh, but it I'm is so good. excited. I'm so glad you recommended it. it to me. And oh my gosh! I'm well, glad I think, you're watching it. Yeah, I think our friend Mary would have driven over to your house and turned on the I TV. I think she would start watching. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But well, I would love to know what our listeners are watching or what they think of This Is Us. So if you're watching that, you can send us an email at happyhomeschoolpod at gmail dot com. And check out our Instagram at instagram.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. Follow our page and join our group at facebook.com slash happyhomeschoolpod. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Holly. I'm Jennifer. I'm Melody. Happy Happy homeschooling. homeschooling. Hi, this is your host, Holly Williams-Erbach. Thank you for listening to the Happy Homeschooler podcast, a transcript maker production. My co-hosts are Melody Gillum and Jennifer Jones. This podcast was produced by Matthew Bass and edited by Nora Williams. Our graphic design is by Pete Soloway and our music is by The Great Pangolin. You can find more of her work on YouTube and Twitter at Kylie Wins. That's K-A-I-L-E-Y Wins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, tell people about us. What are some other reasons y'all can bring to our listeners' minds about why volunteering is a good thing to do with your kids? (laughs) That's it. No, 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 got nothing. (laughs) Uh, Okay, we we said we were going to fill an episode.